0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting. Ready? Break! Now, from the WATH studios,
1: here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, Connor Mills on the mic on this 10th day of April, 6.06 on the clock here in the year of 2020. 46 degrees and cloudy outside. And, you know, while it might be getting a little bit colder, weather's not as great as it has been over the past. These are still some good times uh, to try to go out there, get some exercise, uh, and still try to distract yourself from what has been uh, going on with the pandemic overall. And we will try to distract you here. Uh, with some sports. Our phone lines are always open at 740-592-6646. And joining us on the Sports Fan, probably from his living room, I don't know where he's at right now, but we welcome onto the program Andrew Allison. Andrew, how you been?
0: Oh, you're exactly right. I'm uh, sitting in the living room, just paused a game of NCAA 13, <laughs> and getting ready to talk some sports.
1: Well, listen, let's let's start with that because... With NCAA 13, you know, we haven't had a new NCAA game. I think it might have been maybe the last one being 2014. But what team have you picked? I, I assume you're going on the career mode here.
0: Yeah, so I went Dynasty. So I started out at Cincinnati because I was like, all right. At the time, I wasn't down at OU. And I was like, all right, I'll start there. It won't be easy. Then the Ohio State job opened up after I won a couple national titles. Went there, won a couple national titles, and now I'm at Texas Tech.
1: Really? So you yeah, a, they were
0: a really bad program, and I wanted to rebuild.
1: Yeah, I mean, it works. You know, it's a it's a game to get your mind off of things that are going on right now. And one of my roommates is playing NCAA, uh, what is it, 2K13. Uh, so it, yeah. it's, it's something that people are picking back up again. It might be, what, seven years old by now? Or maybe eight. What is the 13 comes out a year before then, right? 2K uh, it comes out in 2012 for the next year. So it could be eight years old. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I think
0: it comes out that summer before the season.
1: Got it. Um, So, seven, eight years old, whatever it is. Uh, But he is, my roommate's playing, he's a Bobcats, and I think he's won back-to-back-to-back national championships right now. Uh, The difficulty slider might be a little bit easy uh, than than what (laughs) it might should be. Uh, But, you know, it's it's a fun game to take your mind off of things. Uh, It's not the only thing that people have been doing. And the one thing I want to talk about before, uh, XFL... Uh, shut his doors we'll, we'll talk about that after a break later on in the program uh, but where I want to start right now is that the local kid Joe Burrow and I, I heard his interview over the big podcast with Shaq and if you haven't heard it it's a great interview you can start it around 30 minutes you can check it up on the podcast but Burrow was there for probably a good 10-15 minutes I didn't listen to the whole clip but I listened to the part where people were really zeroing in on and I don't know if you heard it, Andrew, but they were really focused on the part, uh, the first half of the clip, and I will play that for you right now. Uh, so we'll take a listen to see what Joe Burrow had to say with Shaquille O'Neal and company uh, on that podcast. Does it matter to
0: you whether you're the first pick, second, or third pick, or, or do you just want to get drafted to a good team? That, you know, I just want to get drafted a to a good team, good, good organization that is going to maximize my talents. You know, I'm... I've won everywhere that I've been and I'm I've never had a losing season in sport from the moment I was 5 years old. So I'm, I'm not a loser and I, I just want to go somewhere where I can win.
1: Joe, there were And that was a, the first half of that interview. I'll play the second half momentarily. But Andrew, you know, those are some confident words coming from Joe Burrow who many anticipate to be the number 1 overall pick and go to Cincinnati.
0: Yeah, and Honestly, I I think Cincinnati did at least a decent job getting him some weapons. I mean, if A.J. Green can stay healthy, I'm assuming he's still going to be what we expect from A.J. Green. Um, is there a running back still, Joe Mixon? I should have looked this up before. Yeah,
1: game. Mixon's still the running back.
0: All right, so they got talent at running back. They got a wide receiver. They just need a couple key pieces, a couple playmakers, maybe one. But if they can get a playmaker outside of A.J. Green, then I, I think they'll be good offensively.
1: But They have the talent at the wide receiver position. They have the experience there to be good. Now it's just can the offensive line give Joe or give whoever else. Uh, you know, we expect it to be Joe, but we, never, we always know that the draft can be funny. Um, funny as in... What we expect to happen may not happen. I hope that's not the case. I hope it's everything straightforward. Uh, that Burrow would be the number one pick, uh, and that's the, you know happening on the twenty-third. So hopefully his name gets called on that twenty-third. But as we all know, you know we gotta you know, just hold our breath, wait until that that first pick is in, and then see the results. Uh, but I think the Bengals they opened up the purse a little bit uh, over the the off season. They were able to sign a couple uh, couple players to, uh, you know, bolster up their defense and, and, you know, maintain their offense that had a couple good uh, key players. Uh, but still, you know, the, the Bengals uh, will have a, a lot to come back from, especially since it was a 2-14 and 14 year. Yeah,
0: and I honestly, they signed some what I would call big-name players, but I th- the, the past season, they were there in name only. So if they can get those players coming back on a rebound year, then I think that that'll be big for them. But I'm just not sure if those players are going to have that rebound year.
1: Right. And with the clip that I played, you know, a lot of people were starting to take that out of context. And a lot of people only played that first half of the clip saying that, oh, he wants to go somewhere successful. He wants to go somewhere he can win and win now. But that's not always the case with Burrow. You know, he takes a team and elevates them to a level that they hadn't seen before, especially when you're talking about LSU. They have never beaten Bama in, what was it, seven years straight or something crazy yeah, like that? Yeah, was uh, something crazy. But he was able to elevate the level that LSU played, especially with the talent and the coaching staff. you got to give a lot of people credit. But when you're talking about an NFL offense, a lot of the credit automatically goes to the quarterback and especially when it's a Heisman-winning quarterback, a lot of the credit is deserved to go uh, to your your quarterback. Uh, But we'll play the second half of the clip that really says that he is focused in uh, and, and wants to win wherever he gets picked. A lot of people that were trying to spin a tale that you were going to pull the Diva routine. And you were going to try to dictate where you got drafted. And thankfully, you put an end to that. I mean, you're you're willing to take on the challenge. If it's if it's Cincinnati or if it's somewhere else, you're going to take on the challenge and try to make that organization a winner when maybe it hasn't had much success in the past.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, teams are kicking the top for a reason. Um, and I feel like, like I said before, I've won everywhere that I've ever been. And I feel like if anybody can do it, I can do it.
1: And why not why not Burrow to help come in and, and help you know the Bengals become better and Andrew you know it's it's good to see that he's got confidence in his abilities to try to lead this football team especially during this day and age
0: right and, and he's going to need the confidence that he that confidence in Cincinnati and to come in there and to start to turn around a team that just had a terrible season like Cincinnati did you're going to need some guy to come in there with confidence and swagger because that's contagious. If you get one guy, and especially the guy that's kind of your leader on offense, that's confident, has swagger, then guess what? Everyone else kind of thinks, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe we can do this. Maybe we can compete. Maybe we can win this game.
1: It's contagious. You want to be in the mindset to win because if you're not in the mindset to win, then you've already lost. You know, I, I don't know. How extensive your athletic background is, but you know I played sports all the way up and through high school. I'm not old, you know, only a third year into college here, so I still remember, you know, when everybody was positive. They take that positive mentality into a workout every single day. You know, good things are going to happen once you hit the the floor, or once you hit, uh, you know, the, the uh, outside when you know, you're hitting the football turf, or you know, you're hitting a wrestling mat. You know, it's it's contagious when people bring a positive attitude. And especially now you know, with, with the pandemic, you know, when you're positive, you know, hopefully it rubs off on some people and gives them something to look forward to uh, other than just staying home and, and, and isolating. But it's good to see, uh, you know, that he does have that confidence. He's got that swagger. And wherever he gets picked, we hope that it would be, especially here in, in, uh, in Cincinnati, uh, being close so that everybody can go take a trip no more than three hours and watch him play.
0: Yeah, it, it would be I – mean, I mean, that's just – uh, that's a great story right there. It's a great story. It He can turn that franchise around. I agree with him. I think he's the guy that can do it and as I'm, long as Mike Brown doesn't get in the way.
1: <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. Only time will tickets. tell. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing I want to ask you before we go to a quick break, since the draft is coming up relatively quickly, you know, it's not next week but the week after, Right, twenty third through the twenty fifth. Are you buying any of these trade rumors or uh, Bengals not picking Burrow, or do you think that this is all smoke and mirrors because you know draft is here and you know they don't want anybody to know what they're gonna do?
0: Yeah, I think it's all either a smoke and mirrors or it's b the media trying to find something right now because not only is this close to a dead time in sports. But this point in time right now, it's, I mean, especially this year with the pandemic, it is an absolute dead time in sports.
1: Right. I was talking with Lucas. They need
0: something to cover.
1: Yeah. I was talking with Lucas earlier on this week and, you know, we were talking back and forth and we're like, this is something that finally isn't predictable. We're not watching a rerun of anything. It's finally the NFL draft where you don't know what's going to happen or you don't know who's going to get picked next. It's close enough to a sporting event that can keep us entertained and, and keep us you know, attentive. It's watching replays is one thing, but, you know, actually watching something that you don't know what will happen next uh, can be exciting. And hopefully, you know, our anticipation builds up and we we, we get to see, you know, Burrow be the number one overall pick. Uh, it should be an exciting time on the 23rd through the 25th uh, with Joe Burrow. And hopefully the Bengals do the right thing. Hopefully, you know, the Bengals like Joe and Joe likes the Bengals. He's already said that he'd go there and play there. He knocked out that national media story saying you know, he wouldn't, you know, it was the national media who really said and and put together that narrative. Everybody here in Southeastern Ohio knew that he would play for him, and everybody, you know, who knows him, knows that Joe would, would of course, play for the Bengals or any team that decides to draft him. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about the XFL and stuff uh, on the other side of a break. We'll take a short break. We'll take your calls on the other side as well at 740 592 You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personnel Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus, we are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DD.
0: Our community is better together. Integrate Athens, the new division of the Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities, partners with other local organizations, groups, and people to help our community come together. The Integrate Athens team works with schools, civic groups, and communities in Athens County, helping create friends, allies, and neighbor connections. Check out Integrate Athens on Facebook for events and activities that you can be a part of. Athens County Board of Developmental Disabilities Integrate Athens, helping Athens County become a more inclusive place to live, work, and have fun. I'm done.
1: Dr. Amy Acton and I'm director of the Ohio Department of Health. It's really important that you have access to the most reliable trusted source of information. Please come to our website coronavirus.ohio.gov. Furnished by the Ohio Department of Health and the OAB. Beer, beer, beer. Beer, 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 beer. Beer, beer, beer. Beer, 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 beer. Beer, 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 beer,
0: beer, wine, beer, 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 wine, wine, beer, beer, beer. Stop and cop drive for Richland Avenue. Let the good times roll.
1: You're listening to the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Mills on the mic. Yes, the Sports Fan is presented by J&K Contracting. We appreciate their support. And also on the Sports Fan with us, Andrew Allison. Uh, we teased it before going into the break, uh, but if you do have any calls, before we get into what we teased, if you do have any calls, 740 592 6646. Our phone lines are always open. Or even if you have a song request from 630 on until 7 o'clock. Uh, We'll have some songs. And then at 7, we will have a Cincinnati Reds, uh, not a rewind, but a replay, a re-air. So a classic, not a classic hit music-wise, but a classic hit at least for uh, baseball-wise and sports-wise. We will have a replay of the Reds coming up uh, at 7 o'clock. But, Andrew, some disappointing news coming out of the XFL today as the XFL has suspended operations and laid off its employees. Employees were told Friday that the layoffs during an in-house conference call, Uh, the upstart league backed by the WWE, canceled the remainder of the season last month because of the coronavirus pandemic, but promised to be back in 2021. Uh, The moves have left the league's future in doubt. The XFL has eight franchises and played five games out of a planned 10-game schedule. It drew recent TV ratings early on and had deals with ESPN and Fox. Um, But it did say, I I saw SportsCenter put a tweet out and amended that, and uh, they they said they will not or have no future plans in 2021 uh, to have a season. So it it appears that the XFL has gone by the wayside again. And unfortunately, I thought this league had a chance. If it wasn't for the pandemic, if it wasn't for canceling the games and really canceling sports at this time, I think the XFL really could have been a spring football league that might have had a couple of legs to stand on for a couple of years, and then who knows beyond then. Yeah,
0: and, uh, yeah, I 100% agree with you. I mean, it kind of started to wear off towards the end, but it was still, well, the end of when it was cut off. But um, it still was football. It was still being watched, and it was different enough from the NFL to keep people entertained. I mean, they had Pat McAfee standing out there on the field during plays. And it was just, I mean, it was a fun, crazy league, and it knew that's what it was.
1: Right. And it's not, when we're talking about, you know, starting up with a league, a lot of people think that it's ticket revenue. It's people who are going into the stands and going into the stadiums and, you know, looking you know to, to try to sell merchandise and stuff. But really where the money is is the TV deals. It's the media deals and media rights that give the leagues a lot of money and a lot of power with, which is why that I thought the XFL could stay because they did have those relationships with ESPN and with Fox Sports. And I thought that they could have used those to stay around for a couple of years and maybe build an audience and build upon what they had built. Uh, but you know, with with the current circumstances, you know, they, they can't really do anything right now.
0: Right, and yeah, I agree with you. I think it was probably going to be the best startup football league since the USFL. And it's just unfortunate. I mean, like you mentioned, it's the pandemic that really was what sunk it. Not necessarily, They had the ratings, they had the money, and they were, like you mentioned, ticket revenue isn't everything, but they were filling up, or they were at least getting fans there which some of them looked empty because they were playing at NFL stadiums. But if you look at the uh, New York team, they were playing at, it was either the New York or the Washington team. They were playing at the MLS stadium there, which held about 17,000 people. Those those places were packed full.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's just unfortunate that the pandemic cut it.
1: I think it was the the Washington team, because I believe the New York Guardians of the XFL uh, played at MetLife Stadium or the Meadowlands, right. however you want to call it, uh, but they used the Jets and Giants facility, and you know, it had to be the, the uh, I don't know. You remember what the Nationals team was called? The Washington team?
0: Uh, the Guardian. Or uh, Washington was the Defenders, I think.
1: Defenders. Yeah that 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 sounds right. And the Defenders, I think their quarterback got signed by the NFL, so it wasn't like there was. Yes, there was a talent drop off from the NFL to the XFL. But there was still decent football, watchable football to, to play with, and it didn't have all the bells and whistles that the first XFL had, with you know, the, the players. What was he? He hate me or the nicknames on the back, which could have been a little bit yes. ridiculous for the time, uh, but it was memorable, you know. And for the XFL this time around, I again I, I thought it could have stayed around. I thought it had a, a, a chance to uh, to stick around for a little bit. Uh, the one other thing I want to talk to you about was Drew Brees apparently has signed uh, a contract or a future contract uh, that says he will join NBC after he retires. That's a report coming from the New York Post. Uh, 41-year-old New Orleans Saints quarterback will be going into his 20th NFL season this year. Uh, Brees is expected to begin as an analyst on Notre Dame games and in the studio for Football Night in America before eventually moving into the Sunday Night Football booth uh, for NBC, which could be an exciting, uh, you know, refreshing voice to hear in the booth with with Drew Brees. I think I don't know. He's been a successful quarterback. He's gone through his ups and ups and downs, and uh, I think they're looking. NBC is looking for somebody to compete with CBS with uh, Tony Romo.
0: Yeah, and it's just so hard to tell how guys are going to play out as broadcasters. I mean, you look at uh, Jason Witten it didn't turn out very well as a broadcaster and I thought he would. I thought I was like, okay, here's a guy who's a veteran, one a great tight end, great player. I was like, all right, he seems knowledgeable. I think it'll work out and then obviously it didn't. But but I really hope it works out for Drew because I'm I'm hoping he turns into another Tony Romo, not necessarily where he's predicting plays. But where he can give us the knowledge and insight of the game that a normal play by or a normal color guy couldn't
1: right and that's the the kind of breakdown of color commentaries that that you're looking for and why it's kind of shied away from other people you know let's say it's somebody like you and me trying to do color commentary for football because we've never you know put on the pads in a college game or in a a, uh, an NFL game. You know, we don't have that insight to break down the knowledge for you, so it's nice to see you know, former NFL stars coming into the booth and trying to unveil that curtain a little bit to get a peek behind what it's actually like to play that sport uh, and to break it down in the booth to give us that perspective.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping he, he's either another Tony Romo, Kirk Herbstreet, Joel Klatt, all those guys are excellent at what they do and all of them were well actually all of them were quarterbacks i was going to say football players but they were all quarterbacks which is interesting
1: yeah it seems like a lot of former quarterbacks are going into the booth uh especially you know locally uh not low well three hours away but with cincinnati boomer science is hosting a morning show and you can see him almost on any nfl uh broadcast or you know a couple others obviously romo uh, Peyton Manning has has had a nice little um, career doing commercials and nice stuff.
0: Nice little show, yeah. Yeah,
1: and uh, well, Collinsworth was a wide receiver, right?
0: Yeah, Collinsworth was a wide receiver. I'd be interested to see Joe Thomas in the booth. He's I, done some uh, stuff like that before.
1: Yeah, I definitely think he could be an interesting guy to see in the booth, and it'll definitely be interesting to see what will happen within the next couple weeks. We hope everybody stays safe, stays healthy. And as always, we'll be back here Monday, 6.06 to 6.30. I'll be on the Sunday Morning Memory Show uh, from 6 a.m. until 12 p.m. this Sunday, Easter Sunday. So hope to see people there. For Andrew Allison, I'm Connor Mills signing off. And this has been the Sports Fan, presented by j k Contracting. See you next Monday.